So the song you're listening to is by Philip Glass, and it's a excerpt from the movie Koya Niskatsky. The journey that I went on to find this song, I thought was a journey worth telling you guys about. The first time I heard this song was in Zack Snyder's Watchmen in 2008. Um, love or hate that movie, I love it. Um, I don't think it's as good as the comic book, but that's a whole other conversation. But this song is used for one character. It's it's almost his theme, and the character is the character of Dr. Manhattan, who, if you're familiar with the Watchmen world, is um, Superman. But he's the idea if Superman was real in the real world. And like... Oh, wow, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, really revolutionary. Superheroes in the real world, Kick-Ass did that. The boys on Amazon did that. Uh, It's nothing new, kid. Well, Watchmen was actually the first to do that. Um, We take it for granted now. Alan Moore, the writer of Watchmen, took the opportunity to deconstruct the superhero genre and, like, show what would happen if... Superman was real. So this isn't this isn't the boys on Amazon. This is Watchmen, right? And this comic book, this is crazy, right? You're probably hearing, oh, comic books. Uh, I don't relate. I can't read comic books. But Time Magazine's 100 best works of literature of the 20th century, Watchmen is on, right? It it opened ideas. It opened a world of realism and adult topics to the public and um so anyway dr manhattan is superman in the real world and he it's not he can't just fly and you know pick up a car oh my god look at that guy he's picking up a car with his hands it wasn't like that it was it was like, oh shit, this dude can rearrange atomic particles and teleport anywhere he wants, deconstruct a rifle in midair with telepathy, and he's also omniscient to time and human consciousness. And the comic book is about his difficulty and his slow loss of connection with humanity. Um, he can't relate to his girlfriend anymore. Like, you know, it shows him staring at a bra and he like, he, he can't process what it is because he's like, he, and he starts to simultaneously in the comic book, he starts to simultaneously live every part of his life at the same time, because the stronger he gets, the more, um, removed he is from the concept of time. So that's, that's what Watchmen is. That's what dr manhattan is kind of crazy and it like the way alan moore writes him and how the world reacts where people's religions go out the window and alan moore has a great like there's flashbacks in the comic book but they're written as journal entries and like there's a guy who's talking about when dr manhattan like because when dr manhattan came out he was like the first superhero right and like all the vigilantes were like oh the vigilantes who didn't have superpowers were like oh um we're useless now or he's completely made us irrelevant but then he says but he also made the human species 
irrelevant just by his existence and how when you see someone deconstruct a rifle or a tank with your own eyes it changes how you perceive the world human species god faith i mean like people start to think he's the second messiah it's insane and um his song is this koyanatsuki song i didn't know that i heard i love there's a montage with him i'll play it here there's a montage with him and how he got his powers and him explaining what it's like to be Dr. Manhattan and all it plays is this fucking song. And I remember watching the movie. I've seen the director's cut I, I with a Zack Snyder panel, Danny Fong. Like I've watched this movie a trillion times and that song, I just couldn't get out of my head. It was so good. It was so good that I would look up the Dr. Manhattan scene, origin scene on YouTube and just watch that scene over and over and over again because the song is majestic. I mean, the song makes you feel like you're transcending uh, ethereal, like you're transcending what society wants you to think about, right? And it just makes it seem like you're looking at the world from a bird's eye view, a song, like you're looking at the word from a world from a detached bird's eye view. And that ties into the origin of this song because Zack Snyder didn't make up this song. That song is from a different movie, right? But before I get to that, I want to talk about but at the time when I heard that Swatcha song, I didn't know what the song was. I thought it was original from the OST album. But anyway, so I didn't know it was called Koyanatsuki then. But anyway, so then I'm also obsessed with another song, another composer named Hans Zimmer. And Hans Zimmer is one of the greatest. I mean, he did The Lion King, The Prince of Egypt, The Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. I mean, the guy is a, a, a film composing genius. And he he's the composer of every one of Christopher Nolan's films, except his new upcoming one. Um, but before that it was all Hans Zimmer, like even prestige and uh, all the other stuff, the non Batman stuff, uh, that Christopher Nolan made. Uh, and he made Hans Zimmer. If you've seen the movie interstellar, he also has a soundtrack that sounds very similar to the Watchmen one. Right, I'll play it right now. And I, I also love that song. And I was reading about you know Hans Zimmer's interviews about how he went to go get a church organ, and Christopher Nolan had this vision for this almost religious composing. And I thought Hans Zimmer is a genius, right? Hans Zimmer is a genius, right? He created this almost, and it was. It had to have been inspired, but it can't be inspired by Watchmen, right? Why would Christopher Nolan be inspired by Watchmen to use that song? Or at least a song that's super, super, super eerie and similar. Um, And so then I was like, what is the name of this song? What? And I looked it up and all I found was it said Philip Glass Prophecies from an album called Koyanatsuki. I have to say it like the Native American chant to like get the pronunciation correctly, right? So it's this movie called Koyanatsuki, right? This is the most insane movie I've ever watched in my entire fucking life, okay? So I'm like, what is this movie? Um, 
And it's by this guy named Godfrey Reggio, and it came out in uh, 1989. And I go on YouTube and research the trailers, and people are saying, like, the trailer doesn't do it justice. Like, putting this movie into a trailer is like putting the Bible into spark notes. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. So I read about it, and I watched the film. And I understand now why that song was used in it because and why Zack Snyder used it and actually I read that Christopher Nolan's one of his favorite movies is Koya Niskatsi he has a um, collection on Criterion ranked his best movies and that is the movie and he actually admitted that he that music in that movie was the inspiration for Interstellar bro what plot twist this movie and Zack Snyder took from this movie too. So the greats, all the, this is like a secret little cult film that the legends know about, right? But it's weird. It's, it's an experimental film. It's not for everybody. It's literally time lapses of nature, helicopter shots of nature, Helicopter shots of the city with music. There's no dialogue. There's no characters. There's kind of subjects, but not really. But it's just music and B-roll of the background, right? But that's what you think it is because it's 2019 and we take time lapses, beautiful time lapses of clouds moving in cities with freeways and the red streaks. Like We, we take that for granted now because uh, – but the only reason it's there is because this dude – Godfrey Reggio created that time-lapse aesthetic. He created motion, that motion photography aesthetic. Like, the feeling you get, right? Like, every documentary you watch, every corporate video you watch, like, look at the time-lapses. You could put a time-lapse in a PowerPoint presentation, and now, immediately, you know, you're professional, and, like, it's, it sends a message um, without saying anything. And the movie, I mean... I wouldn't say it's not biased. It does seem a little like, you know, I, I've literally heard this movie being called a sacred text of the neoliberal movement of the 20th century. So it's it's clearly trying to send a message about our effect on the environment and like um, this, um, like, you know, this how a city works. But at the same time, they don't really say anything. So towards the end, you're seeing the people operate in super fast time lapses in these production cities and every in uh, these production warehouses making physical products, and you're kind of like, but it's kind of efficient, an efficient system. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I would say the best way to explain the movie is it's a movie. It's looking through the uh, looking at humanity and the planet Earth through the eyes of an alien. That's what it is. It it separates our perception of what humanity and Earth is from culture, language, and humanity almost in a way. Like it's this third person omniscient view of the world, and it's kind of the most insane experience I've ever had in my whole life but like it makes sense of why Zack Snyder would use this the music from this movie for Watchmen I mean Dr. Manhattan is 
is his character is symbolic for a consciousness that transcends above human consciousness and i kind of applaud Zack snyder for that it makes total sense what a deep cut to put in that movie and interstellar like that soundtrack um you know it it evokes the same feeling because when you're watching this movie and you're listening to this music you're thinking like what are we as a species it makes you think the music itself is a it it like promotes deep thinking just by being itself it's kind of insane um so yeah i would recommend uh to check out that movie or just the song or i don't know maybe just walk away with a greater appreciation for you know film scores and the art form of making a film score and um you know the power of influence that this guy made a movie in 1989 and uh, it changed filmmaking itself i don't know i just thought it was a cool story Koya Niskatsi. Koya Niskatsi.